everybody. Welcome to an episode of Minivan Men. Today we talk about the Boston bombings, the impact on our kids, uh, just how to stay positive when all of this stuff is sort of falling down around you and we have constant news feeds that are also negative. We also talk about our kids surprising us and then we get some little bit of viewer mail about a kid who's pretty creepy. Minivan Men starting now. Punch me in the Punch hymen. Me in the hymen. <laughs> Chris Brown or Rihanna parody song for diamonds is uh, "Punch Funny. Me in the Hymen." It's Funny. hilarious. I uh, hey, how I'm you doing? doing well, man. I'm doing well. I um... just got back from an audition for um. You, you could probably talk about just John Stewart's movie, and I'm passing John Stewart in the hallway while he's auditioning people for the movie. Well, you know, it's funny, for. man. This world that we live in, there's parts where you go, "Hey, I'd be perfect for this," and uh, you know, we did. <laughs> this, this is, is it. I'm like the guy's name is Maziar. My name is Maziar. The guy's sister was named Miriam. My sister's named Miriam. The guy's dad was named Akbar. My grandfather was named Akbar. I mean, how much closer can you get than that, people? Did you tell the casting I did not lady tell the this? Casting lady that. That's always good. It small is good. Talk. Well, no, we had other small Maybe. talk because she's really cool. It's uh, Debbie Zane, really cool. We had good small talk, and so this is the movie that they're making off of this the story of Maziar Bahari, which any Iranians that are listening to this probably know it, but a lot of Americans don't know the guy's story. Um, but just a real quick thing was he was a journalist. He'd been on the Daily Show in the past. He was in Iran during the 2009 elections, and he served as a translator in a Jason, Jason Jones piece. Um, and then yes. uh, the government of Iran arrested him, and one of the pieces of evidence that they used against him as being a spy was the clip of him translating on The Daily Show. And they said to him, they said, what is this that you're doing? And he goes, I'm translating for The Daily Show. And they go, well, this guy's a spy. And the, and he's like, no, that's Jason Jones from The Daily Show. And they didn't even know what The Daily Show was. So anyway, they kept the guy, and he wrote a book, and uh, John Stewart's directing, and it's going to be uh, a really cool movie, so it'll be great to be in it. And in the meantime, yeah, John Oliver is taking over here and um, for the summer while John is off doing that, and so... Yeah, it's weird how this is all. It's all related. related. And, and and you've got anyway, and you've got um, your so special that's... coming out. When is that? Oh yeah, that's we we mentioned that um, April twenty sixth this upcoming Friday. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. A week from when and we're just and again just to put a little insight to people who aren't uh, you know in the business as much. You've got like this press schedule that you're doing like what a thousand. Yeah, I forwarded that to you. It seems like I'm doing everything. So you'll be able to. I'm actually gonna be doing. We'll get a Google Plus chat on Monday when this comes out. We'll try to get this out early. So if you're listening to this right when it comes out, you can probably join me later in the afternoon on a Google Plus chat. And, um, yeah, I'll be all over the place. There's a lot of articles. I had something interesting happen where uh, Donald Trump reached out to me what? recently. Well, what happened is I did an uh, interview for New York Magazine and – it's 21 questions in New York Mag, and so you can look this up as well because, again, I've been doing a shit. I'm a big fan of that magazine, and so I'm looking forward to seeing that. New York Mag, 21 questions, and one of the questions is, what do you think of Donald Trump? And I said, I think he – this is a quote. I think he's hilarious. I know that's not what he's going for, but he's adorable in an evil Muppet kind <laughs> of way. 
And then I get an email from, hello, I'm the executive assistant to Donald Trump. He would like to send you something. What is the best email for you? Okay. It's like, you're emailing me on it. And so um, I got a PDF of him marking up the copy of the interview saying, I don't know why I like what you said, but I like it. Best wishes, Donald Trump. And then circles what I said. Well, you know, you got to frame that. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, he must be my. I think this is a regular question in the interview, so he must be immediately go to it, or either that, or he's monitoring all of his press. And um, yeah, he, uh, what a sort of cool thing. I also met Tom Cruise recently. What the hell's going on? She's on the show. I was on the same night as Tom Cruise, and it was a very awkward moment where he walked by and shook my hand. It's like, oh, that was really funny. Smile ear to ear, nicest guy ever. And then uh, in the sort of, oh, my God, Tom Cruise is shaking my hand, I dropped my pen. And it was a moment where I looked at the pen, he looked at the pen, and he reached down and picked up the pen, even though it was sort of closer wow. to me. And um, handed me the pen. It's like, oh, thank you. Look at there that. It's like, walked away. It was like, that Tom Cruise, nice fella. Nice fella. Like, yeah, definitely. Nice fella. And that's exactly what they said. The PR lady who's dealt with him a bunch of times, he goes, a lot of people come in here and um, have entourages and are, you know, sort of prima donnas. This guy comes in, remembers people's names. Wow. He also comes in with nobody else, just the PR person, just walks in solo and knocks he it out. He seems like a nice guy, uh, you know, uh, you know, unless if he, like, were to corner you and start trying to tell you to become a Scientologist, then you got a problem. Yeah, but uh, and he did not do that. He just picked the up my pen. The pen didn't man. lead into, hey, here's your pen. By the way, have we thought about Scientology? <laughs> hey, this isn't my pen. It's Scientology. So what's been going on? And then uh, what's going on with the Boston oh, thing? we got to talk about that because my, maybe by the time you're listening to this, maybe we should just put these out as we're recording or as soon as Jorge can do it. But with the Boston news, we have – you know, here at the show, we have CNN, MSNBC, everything, BBC, everything's on at all times. And so I'm watching five different networks and the coverage of this. But so insane. There's got to be a huge sigh of relief in the, you know, the Persian community that these guys aren't. Persians, Arabs, all that. It's funny. Uh, first of all, uh, first of all, it's funny because uh, I think they're still Muslim. So like I was saying to you, it's like two out of three ain't bad. You know, like uh, they're not Iranian. They're not Arab. They're Muslim. Okay, whatever. Uh, but it's funny, a couple of things. First of all, so what if they're Muslim? So what if they're white supremacists? So what doesn't mean that every person of that ethnicity and religion and background supports what they did, right? Um, you were probably getting ready for your audition and you didn't see their uncle. I heard, about my, I heard my wife listening to it and, and the uncle I heard was hardcore. He's like, they're a disgrace to family. We will... We will kill them again. It's like they're already dead. Um, yeah. We will kill them three times. This <laughs> Chechnyan, they are a disgrace to the Chechnyan people. And I will leave I never will. rest. And these, these are yeah. my brother's it's, kids. Yeah. Not my kids. My brother's kids. My, my brother kids. was always black sheep in family. Um, no, it's funny. Here's what's, what's funny. First of all, uh, a couple of things. First of all, it was I had just been in Boston the week before. Um, and you know, I do this bit about how I keep showing up around these terrorist things. And it's like, I was, I was in New York when the Pakistani guy tried to blow up a car bomb. I was in Austin, Texas, when the guy flew his plane into the IRS building. 
Um, I, I landed in, in Philadelphia when they captured Jihad Jane. Um, so then I was in Boston. This shit goes down. Then I was in Dallas last week, and uh, plant explodes the, the, the thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sitting there going like, what the hell's going on? And I realized, first of all, what's going on is I'm traveling a lot. Secondly, what's going on is the world is getting crazier and crazier every day. There's a lot of craziness out there. And more than ever, we need sane people to step up. I don't know if you read, I, I read a little bit of this uh, thing that Patton Oswalt uh, posted. Sure. Uh, Basically saying the the good people are outnumbering the bad and the, the good deeds and the people running into the chaos um, are the people that we should be recognizing. Absolutely. And I think that like we need to more than ever put a positive, but just be good. Like be, I mean, there's so much crap out there. Be good to your kids. Be good to like say thank you when they give when somebody you know uh, uh, gives you a coffee at the coffee shop. You know the guy behind the counter. Hold the door for other people. We gotta like be as positive as we can. Because the thing is, I'll tell you what it is. These guys, it's I was just having the conversation with someone else. These guys, it's not that it's like I knew right right off the bat that it wasn't Al Qaeda because Al Qaeda will come out and take credit for it right away. Yeah, I think that that was known right away. Everybody said that the. This group is, um, you know, the fact that nobody's identifying themselves is as the culprit is is basically no group is taking responsibility. It's not a domestic thing. Yeah, and it's not it's, it's just not a group thing. And so what it is, is a lot of times there's a lot of disenfranchised people in the world. And it's like this is a continuous thing. Like I had a friend of mine who had bipolar disorder when he was in his early 20s. Uh, which is when it sets, when it's, you know, that's the onset of it is around your early 20s. And then you end up, you end up being depressed and you end up be feeling hopeless. And, you know, he, my friend, you know, unfortunately was my, one of my best friends, he committed suicide. And, and so these oh. guys that you see doing this stuff, they're hopeless and they're easily manipulated. And I'm sitting there going like, they must have been like, you know, looking at the news and going like, look, you know, America's, fighting uh, Muslims and we need to come back. And, you know, there's this whole thing in Chechnya where there's the Chechnyans have been fighting the Russians for years. Anyway, long story short, these two guys, for whatever reason, probably thought, you know, this is what we got to do, you know. So these disenfranchised, you know, Adam Lanza, mentally disturbed kids that are easily manipulated also have this, I feel like there's, yeah, there's this apocalyptic nerd that really doesn't have any hope in life yeah. as well and wants to give their life some meaning. And this is the biggest cop-out there is. It's like almost like saying suicide is a selfish thing, but then to go and say, oh, oh I have this cause and I'm going to take other people yeah. with me is, is just completely... I mean, obviously these kids are mentally disturbed, but you know, I'm just saying I hope there's not a rash of these... Um, Kids that are seeing all of these horrible images all over because I think that is the bigger difference is that when you're growing up in today's society and you can see sort of all of this horrible news as it's taking place. I was during the blast when I was reading news about the blast that went on in Texas. I was also looking at a feed down low and it was like man shoots son and wife uh, because HIV like it was just a constant yeah. people dying yeah, and feed and 
Oh, and just when you're faced with that as a teenager, it's like, what am I going to do when I grow up? You know, am I going to be an organic farmer? Yeah. You know, like there's like growing up with hope yeah. is uh, is getting harder and well, harder. Well, you know, part do, of it right too, now. Al, is that you know if you go on the internet right now, you could find millions and millions of of articles and and videos and and what have you that like are conspiracy theorists and they're encouraging you to take action in a way that can lead you down that path where you go, oh, this is my message. This is my, this is what I was meant to do. You know, that's the problem is like, I guess back in the day you had to, you know, maybe seek it out a little bit more, but now you just click, click a little thing and there's, you know, bomb making by Al Qaeda, you know, uh, you know, the attack of American, uh, you know, uh, uh, colonialism in the 21st century, you know, Muslims under fire, and you take enough of those. And if you're, if you're uh, fragile mentally, you know, then you're going to go do something stupid like this. And, uh, and it's a shame. And again, it goes back to what I was saying. It's like, we need to be more and more and more everyday positive, everyday challenge people that say stupid racist stuff. I mean, it's like, there was some guy on uh uh, some guy who was a commentator on Fox who came out and he's like, kill, you know, he tweeted like, kill Muslim, kill all the Muslims or, or put them all in jail. And I was like, how does that guy not get fired and just shut up? You know, it's just, how does that guy just not get, get that? I mean, it's, it's. Yeah, I saw that. Who was that? I forget I'm, his name. I'll find out for you right now. But it, he's not, you know, he's not officially employed by them, but I think he is a regular contributor. Yeah, something like that. And it's like, it's like, it's like, just shut up. You know, it's like, just shut up and, and realize that, you know, most people are good and, and you're an idiot. And what you're, what you're saying is just making it worse, you know? Um, so it's just, you know, it's funny. We're, we're talking about all this like Twitter and Facebook and internet stuff. I don't know if you heard about this. There was a, uh, <laughs> there was a, there was a, a, a boxer in England and some guy tweeted something like about how he didn't, you know, he, how he did a, a like, you know, he was critical of, of his, of his match and the boxer tweeted, he goes, he goes, I will pay a thousand dollars to anyone who gives me this guy's address. And someone gave him the address and this boxer showed up, the boxer what? showed up at the guy's house. And then the guy, and while the boxer was knocking on his door, the guy was in his house tweeting an apology. And I was like, that is the best thing I've heard in a long time. Because people hide behind this. They just, they, they're, they, 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 they go off at the mouth and, and, you know, when you're faced with it, then they, then they back down. Uh, the, you know, in all this press, I'm being asked to uh, write something for the Washington Post and something that we need to do away with. And I was like, and and what I'm pitching is your comments. Yeah. We really don't need everybody and writing funny stuff on Twitter. And it's like for jokes yeah. are different. Um, writing, commenting on other people's, you know, just um, efforts and creative efforts and challenges and work. It's like, ah, oh, I'm so sick of it. Like in all the negativity that goes on, when you look at – I think it's Aziz Ansari said that no matter what your favorite thing is, so pick like, you know, and I used Eddie Murphy's Delirious or Eddie Murphy's Raw. I think we both have talked yeah. about this. And you look at the comments and the dislikes. Oh, yeah. There's people who hate your oh. favorite thing. And there are people that are saying the N-word about Eddie Murphy. It's ridiculous. Say, oh. First of all, the guy's name is Eric Rush, E-R-I-K. 
Rush. If you listen to this and you want to tweet this guy as an idiot, it's at Eric Rush, E-R-I-K-R-U-S-H. And uh, he says, uh, everybody do the national security ankle grab. Let's bring more Saudis in without screening them. Come on. And it looks like that. To me, that seems like he's joking. Then someone responds to him, sweet God, are you already blaming Muslims? And then this guy, Eric Rush, comes back with, yes, they're evil. Let's kill them all. So I believe, Whoa. if I'm not mistaken, that he was being serious. Um, but anyway, anyway, Crazy. it's just craziness, man. So yeah, we could do away with those comments. Please stop. If you got nothing positive to say, this is like school. Just don't say it. Keep it to yourself. Go talk. Go talk to yourself in the mirror. Let's take a break. Guys, thanks for all the support. Make sure to go to Facebook and go to our page under Minivan Men and like us there. You can also find that page by going to our website, minivanmen.com, and clicking on the Facebook link. See you on Facebook. We probably have to talk about how all of this relates to your kids. I mean, obviously you want to be positive, but again, it's just... With the constant negativity, do you shield your kids from this bombing? Do your kids know when something horrible has happened? Obviously, your kids are younger, but I have a close to an 11-year-old. Are they talking about this uh, at school? You know, I think it depends on the age. You know, first of all, I'm sorry, before we go on, I just looked a little further into this Eric Rush thing. It says, Fox News contributor Eric Rush complains in his latest column at World Net Daily that he was only joking when he said that Muslims are evil and should be killed. But he manages to prove otherwise by closing the column with a justification for killing Muslims. So the guy says, I was kidding. Then he goes on and says, for the record, I still maintain that Islam is, by its nature, wholly incompatible with Western society. I analogize liberalism, which is promoting this dimitude to stage three cancer in America's body politic. For the record, while killing people is definitely undesirable, that is what war tends to be about. And we are at war. Just study the history of Islam or ask any Islamist. So he's kind of saying kill him, but he's kind of not. Anyway, kids. My kids are too young for this. Preetha, my wife, had the uh, had the news on at one point, and uh, I think Dara walked in the room and he's like, "What's going on?" And she was like, "Whoa!" And she 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 changed <laughs> she changed the channel. What's going on here? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like anytime my wife talks about like anything, like it was funny. We were talking about how like Dara was getting dressed, and she said something like, "Oh, blah blah blah." They killed one of the guys. And I was like, oh, like just that is gonna like is gonna open up a bunch of questions. What killed and killed? who and what? And I was like, ah, and I kind of changed the subject fast. I was like, yes, they did kill, uh, kill. But even at our kids' age, I just try to. I mean, like I said, things are getting heavier and heavier and heavier, and it's like. Why can't they just grow up in a little bit of a time where they don't have much to worry about? Absolutely. I mean, and that's what—that's the beauty of being a kid. And it's like, I, you know, you, you know, it's, the problem is again when we were younger, there was maybe one TV in the house, two TVs in the house. You you had to be watching at a certain hour to see it. Now it's impossible to to avoid, like you you can't shield a kid from a screen. It's it's very hard. Well, that's what my point. It's not only shielding kids, but shielding yeah. yourself because I don't need it constantly. Yeah. It's constant news, constant updates on my phone, constant, you know, so now we have, 
you know, Twitter and just so many different news outlets on the internet that are coming at us with this information. And that's why it's just, it's so weird about all this coverage is that they're trying to one up each other and scoop each other and not just be, you know, have the reporting mean anything, but just be first with it, especially CNN. And it's, um, very strange to watch all of this. And I think even on a monthly, weekly basis, we're seeing the evolution of the technology that is just throwing this in front of our face. I mean, and it's not too far off in the distant future where we're going to have it, it it really literally in front of our face with Google glasses yeah. and billboards. I think billboards to change, that oh, yeah. change to show yeah. us what we're yeah. interested in. I can't be far yeah. away, right? Uh, that we, And that's something out of a Total Recall when you're walking around a minority report where it says, Hi, John. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your uh, prescription at CVS is ready yeah. for pickup. You know, and it's where it's going to know it's us. And we're going to be ID'd in some way. It's, well, well, this whole thing of getting a scoop now is almost impossible because it's like who got it first. By the time you can take credit for getting it first, everyone else has already tweeted it and whatever. It's like, you know, somebody was joking about like how CNN just kept, you know, they're like, oh, it's a Saudi. Oh, no, no. It was it was cloudy. It was No, no. Wait a minute. You know, it's like they just kept reporting stuff to, like you said, trying to get the scoop. But it's like, dude, relax, get the facts, and then let's talk. Yeah, I'm looking at the cover of the Washington Post. It's got completely wrong pictures. Like it says Bagman. Did you no, see I didn't that? see those pictures. No, not the Washington Post. The New oh, York yeah. Post, sorry. Um, that has, yeah, just two completely different Hilarious. dudes. Guy came out, just a kid. It's like, no, 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 no. It wasn't me. Oh, it wasn't hilarious. me. This is me. This is me joking around, photobombing people. <laughs> oh, boy. So um, on yeah. a different note, I was talking to you about uh, my uh, little girl. Uh, we, were, we, were in the, we were in this room, and Dara was coloring, and Mila was coloring. And you know how it is. My, Mila's two and a couple months, and Dara's going to be five end of June. So Dara, uh, Dara now colors in the lines, right? They're like, oh, great. He's, you know, he's learned that at a certain age, they start going into the lines. Mila, meanwhile, was all over the place. Little mark here, little mark there. And kept saying, daddy, look, daddy, I'm drawing, I'm drawing. I was like, great. And then at one point she goes, daddy, look, N. I looked down. She, she said, said daddy, that. daddy. Wow. Because I was getting, before we got we started talking, you know, we were just sort of riff a little bit of like, what do you want to talk about? She said, my daughter drew an N. Or wrote an N. I'm like, how do you know? She she just scribbled a line. Of course, she didn't know it was an N. And then the fact that she brought your attention to it is like, holy crap! Yeah, she, she wrote N, the letter huh? N. And I looked down, and she'd done a capital N. And I look at Dara, my son. I'm like, Dara, she just did an N. And he's like, and he goes, he goes, I don't know how to do a capital N. Like he knows little. <laughs> and it was funny. And I was like, whoa. And then uh, two things. First of all, she goes to Montessori, and I know you guys were big proponents of that, and I'm very happy that she does. You know, we went into one of these. Yeah, that I mean, Kristen talked to your wife yeah. about that, and then that yeah, worked great out for because, you guys. It's, because uh, it's things that I never would think about. Like, for example, they showed us, like, for example, let's say the letter N. Like, rather than teaching, like, I would think, okay, you just got to teach them, hey, here's N, just do a line up, line down, line up, right? But they instead do this thing where, for example, like, they will take uh, something that starts with the letter N, let's say, um, I don't know, I can't think of a word that starts with N right now. Um uh, 
Yeah, nine, 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 whatever, nine. Yeah, and they have them take the they they. It's like a texture, like they put like a soft texture, and like they just have the kid trace the hand up and down this like soft thing that's an N, and I guess eventually they learn the letter N, and so that's a really cool thing. But the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was how this happens to all of us. Your kids do stuff that is just you know, simple stuff, but it's a big achievement. And it's funny, like when you see your kid do something, and you're like, whoa, I'm impressed. You just did an N, which really it's like, you know, I've been doing N's for 35 years, you know, solid. solid. But like, yeah, your N's but can are you think really of things specifically that your kids did, whether it was like hitting a three point shot or doing something where you go, whoa, like, where'd you learn that? Yeah, that was amazing. No, and and, and you've seen you played basketball with my son. He that is he's, he's yeah, I mean, I know that he's practicing all the time, but sometimes he does things in games, you're like, Whoa, that is uh that's good. And my son is uh, because my wife is a teacher, they're busting out as you know, Lorenzo has not gotten less than a four point out the entire time he's been in school. And so it's um yeah, I'm very proud, man. It's uh it's a great moments and that's uh it's very exciting. That uh yeah, I think with what my kids impress me with all the time and surprise me is a sense of humor. Just I think they're just hilarious. And they come at you doing an impression yeah. or, you know, little nudges here and there and the looks. I love how dry my son is. It's um that's the stuff that are like, Wow, I am so proud to be your Listen, father. It's it's interesting <laughs> what you just said. It's amazing because you don't because here's the thing. A lot of people like people tell you kids are smart and then it's not until like you 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 sometimes think you got to talk down to them and then out of nowhere like even my nephew my nephew's 1 year older than my than my son so he just turned 6 so it was funny we were coming back from basketball and we were talking about nicknames and uh you know my son's like I got a nickname and this guy's got a nickname and then my son's like my son goes well can, can and I go I go I go son you know I go dar I go there's some, there's something a nickname is one thing. I go middle name is another thing. I go, you know, that's your middle name. We gave you that name. And then he's like, "Well, can I change my name?" And I go, "No, you can't change." I go, "Nickname you can change, but your but your nick but your middle name you can't change." And then my nephew, the 6-year-old goes, "Well, actually you can change your name." And I'm like, "What what are you talking about?" He goes, "Well, you know, once you're 18, you just got to go to the courthouse and you get your name changed." And I was like, I, mean, I was like, what crim- yeah. legally you can change your name and you can also divorce yeah, your like, parents. I was like, what criminals are you yeah. banging with? Like, okay, social security scam. And you can also uh, forge driver's licenses <laughs> um, if you get a, there's a hologram machine that my friend Raul knows about. It was just like, you go, what? Like, where do you guys find out about this stuff? <laughs> That's this hilarious. Fun, um, cool. Uh, nice talking, talking to you, brother. So uh, one more time, uh, Comedy Central. Next, 11 p.m. on 426, set your DVR, your TiVo, your VCR, tell your friends if you can, please. That's what it would be a really big help if you could help me sort of spread the word on Facebook. I mean, you figure 
our minivan men community is pretty tight. You know, we there's there's a lot of you who are great, and I know that people have been upset with the consistency. I sort of saw that, and we're 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 working on it. I think this is three weeks in a row, so I think we're doing good. Me and Ma's got a system here, and it, sorry it took us long so long to figure out. But if we can help with this little tight community that we have of people that are listeners to spread to your Facebook fans and let them know that I got this thing coming out, that would be wonderful. I'd really appreciate that. And if you want to chat, Google chat. Um, we have one bit of... Um, mail that we got and i'm hoping that um i can look it out but uh one thing i'd like to get to before we take off is uh, we had a message about what happens when you discover your child is or does something creepy mm. um so i, I can yeah, read yeah, this go. for you it's from drew in salem so um what about when they act really creepy? I have some good stories. Um, our son Wesley will be three in July, and for the past six or so months, he's been talking about the ghost in his oh. room. He tells us that the ghost visits him at night. Sometimes the ghost wants to tell him something. And we ask what? Wes just shakes his head. He'll talk to the ghost on his own. Sometimes he's even singing to it or laughing at its jokes. We ask him what the ghost looks like, and he usually says spooky, wow. but sometimes he adds other details. It only has one eye. It has no feet. Its daddy is coming to get him. It's right there on the ceiling. We try hard not to freak out, but a few weeks back, he, Wes, not the ghost, I hope, came into our room and uh, told his mom that the ghost wanted us to wake Whoa. up now. We certainly complied, even though Wes went back to sleep no problem. We live in a house that predates the Civil War in a New England town known for Salem, witches. Massachusetts, famous. Yes. We had hoped that the ghost thing would fade once Salem got done with uh, Halloween, but no such luck. In the light of day, my wife and I don't believe in ghosts. Um, by the light of day, my wife and I don't believe in ghosts and can joke about it, but at night... When the wind is howling off the water and the tree branches are tap, tap, tapping at our windowsill, our almost three-year-old has us reaching for the holy water. Any advice? I have a story that will make you think that he is right. And um, I grew up in a house that was built in San Francisco by a shipbuilder who was built in 1905. He, it uh, was a very strong house during all the earthquakes, barely moved uh, picture frame just slightly off um, uh, kilter. So it was nothing really had happened while other houses had fallen down in the 1906 earthquake. And um, our house was there. So the guy built an amazing house and he was sort of a famous architect, shipbuilder, shot himself in the head mm. in our living room. We had a picture of him in the foyer as uh, you walked in, old Victorian two-bedroom house i shared that the the upper room with my two brothers and um I stayed there in college and even in high school would feel something i've never felt this sensation since and just thought it was natural but i felt like almost every single night something would rest on me mm. so i really did feel like something when i went to bed something came 
and laid on me. And I think this is a common. I'd love to have John Hodgman on, who doesn't believe in ghosts at all and thinks that there's some sort of science of it, um, and really felt something heavy on top of me. The other thing with my child is that um, when my wife's ex-boyfriend of a long time, my wife is, I think, you know, dated a few people, um, or hopefully so, and um, he died uh, when our son was two. And in a, an apartment in L.A., twice looked over and said, who's that man, mm. mommy? And Kristen, my wife, said, what man? The man right over wow. there. <sighs> He's just standing there looking at me. And then she just went in the back room. But that was like straight up during the middle of the day when I was on the road. That so, is yeah. creepy. So um, I would uh, say that you need to find out if the thing laying on you was another human being. <laughs> find out if you have any uh relatives like uncles and distant aunts that were into molesting that's number one um so yeah. that's the and then um what, hey. what's the guy's name on, on the, the sent the email will drew. drew drew this is what you do you move to manhattan uh rents are expensive <laughs> so ghosts can't afford to live there that's what you got to do but in in a place that has been built in the last three years that doesn't have a history of people dying or being hung in yeah. the living room. Now, that's another thing is I would find out the story of the house would be very interesting because I watch a lot of American Horror Story. Watch I Actually, I watched the first season of American Horror Story and tried to watch the second, but didn't get into it. Anyway, um, it's about a house in L.A., that you know every single person that moves in i would find like a, a lot of these homes do have creepy histories wow. i uh and, yeah i would um, i would suggest you guys talk to a, a a professional like a doctor a real estate a and a real estate, estate agent. agent you know we can only yeah. give you a little bit of we really bad advice really that's creepy all right all right if you have any other creepy stories about your kids, please uh, say other kids doing this. Uh, yeah, if, if anyone else is seeing ghosts or has ghost stories, let's uh, start talking about this. Maybe we can, um, yes, do an episode of Ghost Hunters. What if you could smack it out of them? Just, yeah, you're just like, the kid. Just slap. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> you still see a ghost now? I, you're, huh, Wes? you're seeing just stars now, aren't you? Yeah, it's a good excuse to beat Wes. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I know that doesn't help, Drew, uh, but thanks for the story. That's really, it is truly creepy. And um, yeah, you can write us. Uh, what's your email again, Moz? Can they? Yeah, they could do. You know, the best place to do is uh, if you go to facebook.com slash Moz Jobrani. That's my uh, Facebook page that I use. You like it, and then you can send me emails, and I respond. Yeah, and on Facebook, if you can help me spread the word of that special, of that'd course. be awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites, mazjobrani.com and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. <laughs>